Hey, this is Joe Caminetti Jr. Welcome to the BC Podcast. We hope it inspires you and helps you in your journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. This is our fourth and final lesson in the series titled Calling. And just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Remember, call or calling comes from the Greek word kaleo. And it just simply means an invitation to stand in a divinely appointed position. God from heaven has invited every one of you. If you're a Christian, he's invited you to stand in a divinely appointed position. My heart is that we all answer that call. And remember, lesson two is all about the general calling. It's exactly identical for each and every one of us. And he's literally invited us as Christians to stand in this divinely appointed position. And our general call was amazing. But then last week in lesson three, we talked about our specific call And that's a life changer. When you find out that God has a book in heaven with your name on it, your name's on a book, and in that book he wrote everything he created you to do for him within his kingdom. It's amazing. And 99% of you will do it as volunteers, but when you think about it, it's amazing. And that's where our sense of purpose, our sense of significance comes from. The very fact that God loves us so much and God believes in us so much that he literally gave us something to do to represent him in the local church. It's amazing. So remember this, 99% of you, your specific calling will work within your local church. 1% of you, it's gonna work through parachurch organizations. And it's just amazing to watch what God does through his people. So I have a big idea for this lesson. This is what I want you to walk out understanding more clearly than ever. And it just simply goes like this. My calling is connected to your calling. In other words, I cannot fulfill what God's called me to do as Pastor Joe unless you connect and you help me do it. My calling is connected to your calling and your calling is connected to one another's calling. We talked about that specific calling last week. Now I just wanna show you how it works and the way it works is just absolutely amazing. So listen to Hebrews 3.1, it goes like this. Brothers and sisters, You are holy partners in a heavenly calling. My calling is connected to yours. We're partners. We're we're fulfilling our calling together. We do it as a team. As a matter of fact, I titled this lesson Called to a Team. So here's one of the things we're going to do this weekend, and I'm so excited about it. We're going to highlight some of our Dream Team volunteers. I could only highlight four of them in this message. So for all of our other Dream Team volunteers, you understand, I I can't highlight all of us, but when I highlight these four, I'm highlighting you and we're thanking you and we wanna just celebrate our Dream Team volunteers because our Dream Team volunteers are literally walking in their specific calling. So I wanna just do two couples right now, one from Boardman, one from here. And the Boardman couple is Darren and Sheila Laws. And many of you here know them because they've been with us for over three decades volunteering. And they were part of the team that went over to Boardman. And Darren uh, and his son, Evan, I'll talk about him later, Evan's 15. They arrive in Boardman at 7 a.m. every Sunday, and they're there till 12.30 p.m. And Darren oversees security there and host team there and just does an incredible job. He'll come come in when it snows to, to shovel the snow, and he, he, he just does anything that needs to be done. Comes in Saturday to set up 
And then Sheila works coffee. She works uh, merchandise, water baptisms, work days. And this is a couple that's amazing. We're going to celebrate them in a moment. But I also want to highlight someone on our campus here in Warren, and that's Terry and Bob Anthony. Many of you know them, and uh, they oversee our coffee ministry. But what you don't know is they come in during the week, and they order the merchandise, and they'll clean some of the closets. And um, You know how closets can become messy at home? Think about a closet in a church when four departments share it. And every department goes in and says, ah, oh, the next department can clean that. And they'll come in and they'll just clean closets. And it's absolutely amazing. They wake up at 3 a.m. every Sunday. Think about that. That's because they're so excited to come to church. And, and they come in at 6.30 to begin to make coffee. And then they're so excited back there doing the coffee. They build an incredible team. But Bob also likes to greet. He's so friendly. And he'll just sneak away from the kiosk and get out there and shake hands Guys, can we give it up for these two couples and all of our Dream Team volunteers? Amazing couples. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So here's our vision. You hear me say it all the time. We exist to see a city connected with God. That's what we, we exist. So just to make sure we understand, what does it mean to connect somebody with God? Well, some, if someone's not a Christian, the way we connect them with God is to bring them to Christ. And that's really huge. But how do we connect a Christian to God in a deeper way? It's just bringing a Christian to the place to where they realize, hey, man, I was created for a purpose, and they have this passion, and all they want to do is help Jesus fulfill what Jesus wants to fulfill on the earth. And that's the greatest sign of maturity, and it's happening here at Believers constantly. And I just smile when I think about what I see. I thought you guys would enjoy this stat, and I think... For all of you that give, it was in the letter that we sent you for your giving at the end of the year. But this is amazing. Uh, in, in 2018, we had 849 people accept Christ at both the Borman and the Warren campus. Now think about that. That's 17 people per weekend on average as a church. And guys, can we, can we just celebrate that? For, that's amazing. It is amazing. 17, not per month. 17 per weekend. Now, Boardman, listen to this. Listen to this. You were launched in September of 2018, last year. And uh, you have grown by 50% in attendance since September. That's four months. And you, in four months' time, you were 10 times higher than the national average for bringing people to Christ. Boardman, give it up for yourself. Can we give it up for Boardman? That's amazing. Whoa. It's amazing. That's why one of our core values, here's one of our core values, uh, we're better together. And that's because God created us to be part of a team. So when I think about my calling is connected to your calling, two things come to mind. And, and this is what I want to help you understand as we understand this big idea. Here's number one. We're part of a whole. You're part of a whole. God created you to be part of a whole, part of a team, part of a body, and it reminded me of my football days. So I don't know why this series I've shared twice about football things, all different. I have one more, totally different. So when I played football in high school, I wasn't that great. I want to make sure you know that. Didn't receive any letters from major colleges saying we want to give you a scholarship, nothing. But on defense, I played linebacker. That was really fun. On offense, I played guard. Now, for those of you that are like Gina, she doesn't know the difference between offense and defense. She knows nothing about football, but she doesn't want to know, right? So offense is the team with the ball, okay? It's the one with the quarterback. And so the center's here, 
and then the guards are on either side, and then the tackles are on either side, and then you have a, you have a tight end, and then you have your receivers, and then you have a quarterback, you have your running back. So my job as a guard was to block. If we were running, my job was to block someone. Every play was different, whether you went down straight. And if I missed the block or another lineman missed the block, guess what everybody said? The linemen missed their blocks because the, the guy got tackled, right? But if we hit our blocks and a running back ran through and he, he had a great run, guess what they said? That is one amazing running back. <laughs> and never got any, any credit at all. Uh, the coaches saw it, but nobody else did. So, so when, when, the, when the guy went to throw the ball, the quarterback goes to throw the ball, we had to block and just keep people out, you know? And if someone snuck in, the line, one of the linemen missed their blocks. Those linemen, right? But if we held everybody out, what an amazing quarterback. Did you see that throw? What a catch. What a, what a receiver. And they received all the praise. But listen, listen, listen. Doesn't it feel that way in the body of Christ sometimes? It, you know, some of you may, may think, man, the guys on the platform receive all the glory. But listen, we are part of a whole. And on a football team, without that line, nothing at all gets done. You would know Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. You know why he did so well throwing that ball? Because he wasn't running for his life. The line, the line was protecting him. You make him run for his life, and he is not the same guy. No quarterback is the same when they're running for their life, right? We are part of a whole, and it takes all of us to do what needs to be done in the kingdom of God. Listen to this incredible um, verse of scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Our bodies have many parts, but the many parts make up only one body when they are all put together. So, so it is with the body of Christ. So listen, here's what he's doing. He's comparing the human body to the body of Christ. Now, th there's the body of Christ universal. That would be Jesus and every Christian on the planet and every Christian in heaven we make up the universal body of Christ. He is not talking about, that is not what he's talking about here. He's talking about the local church. This is written to the church at Corinth. He's talking about the body of Christ as the local church, which means we're mini bodies. Every local church is a mini body of Jesus. He's still the head. And then he puts the shepherd over it and the shepherd receives vision. And, and so the shepherd says, this is what we're gonna do as a church. And then uh, you are so necessary because you're the body that makes it happen. And the shepherd, if he was the head, can you agree? Head's useless, right, without the body. So you, 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 God's created us as a body. So he compares us to a body. And there's two misconceptions I think every Christian can have concerning their place in the body. So I wanna just talk about those. Here's, here's the first one. The feeling that we're not needed. You're not needed. You can walk into a church like this and say, they don't need me. Look at all the people. Look at all the volunteers. Or you can walk into a, a smaller church and you can have this attitude. What I have to offer isn't necessary. They don't need me. And that's a misconception because you're needed. You know, that made me think about my big toe because <laughs> years ago, can, can you imagine? I, just, I was preparing these notes and I, I thought about my big toe because... <laughs> I used to think my toe was just for looks, and I just felt like, God, you could have done a, 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 this a little better because with the big toe comes maintenance, right? You have to cut your toenails, and you, you, you have to clean between the toes, and, and I just think, what a pain. God, you could have done this differently, and, and my, 
Gina, Gina tells me this. She envies my nails. She says, she says, I wish I had your nails because my nails are so thick and they grow so long. And she says, every woman would love to have nails like yours. But you know what? When you have nails like this, can you imagine? I have to use a big clipper for my toenails because they're thick, right? They're really thick. I just think, what a pain, just for looks, until I broke my big toe. Then I said, oh, do you know you can't balance without a big toe? It's impossible to balance. And then I talked to a few people that were born without toes or had their toes cut off. They said, oh, yeah, you, I have to have special shoes just to balance without a big toe. And some of you may think, I'm just a big toe, and I'm just for looks, and they don't really need me. That's a lie from the enemy, guys. You, you need every part. Every part of the body is necessary. And so if we're going to do everything God's called us to do as a church, we need who you are. We need what God made you. Here's a cool scripture. Um, 1 Corinthians 12, 15 says this. The foot says, I'm not a part of the body because I'm not a hand. And does, not make, uh, does that not make it any less part of the body? And of course, the answer is no. Listen to verse 18. But that isn't the way God has made us. He has made many parts of our bodies and has uh, put each part just where he wants it. He created you to be who you need to be. So think about the human body. What can you do without in your body? It's going gonna, it's gonna to slow you down. Can you do without your finger? Yeah. Can you do without your eye? Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to mess you up, but you, you can do without it. You can make it. Can you do without your liver? You can't live without a liver. You, you can't live without an intestinal tract. And oftentimes the parts that are hidden, the parts that aren't seen, they actually are the most necessary and most important parts. And so understand you are necessary. Here's, here's the other misunderstanding that we often have, and that's just the feeling that we don't need anyone else. And that, that, that can, it, it's kind of be, you know, they don't need me and I don't need anyone else and I can grow and I can survive on my own. But think about it. Listen to this scripture, 1 Corinthians 12, 21. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you, right? I mean, the eye is amazing, but if it wants something, who's gonna get it, right? That the hand. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. And the head's amazing. It houses the brain and, and that central nervous system comes out and moves every part of the body, right? But man, if the head doesn't have feet, it's not going to be able to go anywhere, right? And sometimes we can have the idea, I don't need to be connected, but you do because we need you and we won't be healthy without you. And yet you also need to be connected because that's going to be a lifeline to you. You're, when you use your gift, it's going to be a lifeline to you. So I, I have a really gross picture. I asked them to keep it up extra long. I just want you to see this. This is a picture of the human eye outside the body. And no, no real eyes were hurt to take this picture. This is a, a replica, okay? But this is a picture of the human eye. And you see that optical nerve. And if you've ever just read anything about the human eye, the lens that God created is amazing. Even if you don't believe in God, you have to say, there's somebody really smart to design this because this is amazing. But as amazing as it is, if that nerve can't connect to a brain, 
the eye doesn't, doesn't work. But guess what else happens? The body's suffering, right? And, and so our gifts are needed so the body won't suffer. Can, can I ask, ask you another question? How protected is that eye all by itself? <laughs> it's in some danger. Isn't it more protected in the socket? But if it's out on its own, can it be squished pretty easily? How about this? Is there a life source of blood coming to it? How long is it going to last without a life source of blood? Guys, you can take it down. I grossed Jeff out enough. Um, guys, God has called you to stand in this specific position that is going to bless a local church like you can't believe. And whether it's here or you say, I, I don't like this pastor, I'm gonna go to another church, that's okay. When someone leaves our church and I know them pretty well from the lobbies or connect groups, I'll call them and I'll say, hey, just checking up on you. Uh, I wanna make sure you're connected to another church. And if they say, yeah, I'm going to this church, I say, wonderful, stay connected, help that pastor out. If they tell me, no, nah, just, I just don't feel I need church, then I exhort them and I say, no, no, you need church. As a matter of fact, church needs you. You need to connect. And if you connect with church, you're going to make the body healthier. You're going to make the body better. My calling is connected to your calling. We are part of a whole. And listen to this scripture. Now, here is what I'm trying to say. This beautiful section, chapter 12, you should read it this week. Here's what I'm trying to say. Here's what God's trying to say to us. All of you together are the one body of Christ. That's talking to a local church. And each one of you is a separate and necessary part. Borman, Warren, TCI, can we give it up for the fact God created us to do something amazing? That's amazing what he created us to do. Makes me feel significant, right? So I wanna highlight two more, and these are younger people. And the first is on Borman, Evan Laws. He's 15. He sits in the tech booth there in Boardman. So you guys know who Evan is over there. He runs video, which is so important in the Boardman campus. But he also learned to run sound. And uh, he can run the whole back booth if Brandon takes off. Evan can make it all happen. 15, think about that. Does the same thing in Paramount, our student ministry. And then here, here's what Pastor Graham and Brandon said about him. He has a tremendous servant's heart. I was watching him. He was here last night because we hosted... Uh, Impact Leadership Connect here. We had a, close to 100 leaders here Friday night and Saturday. Impact is our student ministry, where we, or student camp where our students go. So we had all the leaders come in. It was so fun. Some of them were here in service last night. And uh, Evan was just here. And Corey, uh, who, who oversees our tech and our creative, Corey was just taking some things that were sitting here and walking them out. And he's over here walking, carrying these two big things. And, and I see Evan just run from the back. And Evan grabs one of them and says, I'll, I'll take one. I just thought, whoa, that was, no one asked him to do that. He, he just has a servant's heart. And then over here, Matt Rajasic, he is a young married man with a young family. He works all these monster hours uh, in a secular job. But he helps in B Kids, which is our elementary school age kids. And here, here's what Terry said. She said, uh, he can connect with any child that walks in. She said, if they're a complete stranger, they've never been here, male or female, boy or girl. He said, he has this gift, she said, that he can connect and make any of them feel comfortable. She said, then he sets everything up and uh, he, he, you know, he's checking kids in, he's setting things up, he can even do tech if necessary. And I got to thinking about these volunteers and remember they're representing all of you and there's so many stories I can't share 
And we just need to give it up one more time, Boardman and Warren. Can we thank God for these young people? They're going to be doing a lot of other things, and I just thank God for what they're doing. So here's my second point under my calling is connected to your calling, and that's just this. We can only grow together. There's actually a growth that comes, guys, as a result of all of us just doing our, our part. And when you connect, you're going to grow further. And remember last week, the end of the lesson, we talked about how your name's written in a book, and, and, and it just was amazing. I read Ephesians 4.11. And it talked about the fivefold ministry gift, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. I stand in the gift of a pastor. And then remember the very next verse would have said, Ephesians 4.12 says this, and their calling, my calling, fivefold ministry gifts calling is to nurture and prepare all of the holy believers, that's you, to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build the body of Christ. We can grow so much bigger if everybody just says, what's my calling, and they hook up. We can grow so much bigger as a church. Listen to verse 16. For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. So this is the body of Christ, local church. We're connected as one. So we're receiving life and energy, just like your fingers receiving a blood flow. There's a blood flow that comes when you connect to the local church. Listen to the second half of verse 16. And every member has been given their divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. So your divine gift connects and helps you do your calling. And all these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body. We are built up and made perfectly or perfect in love. This is amazing. You and I are going to grow more when we connect. And that's why here at Believers, our growth track is so important uh, that's why we push it so much. If, you, if you're not aware of Growth Track, it, it takes place every week, and there's four lessons, four classes you go to, and then it starts up the next month, and then it starts up again. And Growth Track's all about helping you know God, find freedom, discover purpose. That's your gift, that's your calling and then make a difference. And that third week, we test you and we show you what your gifts are. And then our goal is to help launch you so you plug in so God can use you in these amazing, amazing ways. It's so exciting to think about, hey, God needs me and God can use me. So next month, that's next week, we begin again here in the Warren campus. It's 5 p.m. Saturday night, 1045 Boardman, it's 1045. Guys, you can sign up in the lobbies on, on the iPads, or you could just jump in when you come, and it will change your life forever as you go through growth track. But why do we do that? To help you find what God's called you to do. And as we do, we grow together. And it's one of the most amazing things to watch people grow. And of course, when I talk about the church growing, I'm not talking about numbers I'm talking about the impact we have, and I'm talking about growing Christians to become more mature. So I want to do something here at the end. I want you to dream with me. So would you dream with me for a moment? Think about we're averaging 17 people a weekend coming to Christ. What if we took that up to 30? Could we take it up to 30 a weekend, guys? We really can. So let me tell you a story. This is a true story. I'm not making this up. I don't know, 10 years ago, we were averaging two people a month coming to Christ. So think about the difference, 17 a weekend, two a month coming to Christ. And I began to pray my heart out, God, 
we want to see 10 people a month, you know, and I'm believing God for 10 people a month, and, and it's not changing, and I'm crying out, God, I want to see 10 people a month, and guess what God did? Guess what he did? He opened up my eyes to what I just taught you and what I taught in this series, and he opened up my eyes and said, Joe, you, you cannot reach more people until you have the body of Christ functioning properly. You have to launch people into ministry, and that's when we began to develop things and put things in like growth track. And I thought it was just going to be this prayer, and then God was just going to bring people supernaturally in, and he does work in that. And I think there'll be a day somewhere in the future where we have this great revival, but in the meantime, while we're waiting, it's going to be the body of Christ. And that's what we made these changes then that's when we began to have five a week and 10 a week and now 17. And, and I just want you to dream with me about, guys, you and I seeing it go to another level. Why? We exist to see a city connected with God. We exist to see your family connected with God, your friends, your coworkers connected with God. And that's what God's called us to do as a church. You know what else? We have this, this wonderful assignment as a church, and that's to launch campuses. So we, we did our first one. And when we launched Boardman, I learned something. I didn't see it coming. Some things you will not see coming until you experience them, and I just didn't know it was going to happen. But we sent about 80 people over from here to launch Boardman. The majority of them lived in that area in Mahoning County, but some of them just went from here just to get it started. And we were 80 people short here as volunteers, and that is crazy, crazy, crazy. To lose 80 volunteers on one weekend is crazy. And our leaders did an incredible job covering and making it happen. Now, we have reloaded, and I'm so excited that we reloaded, but I want you to dream with me. Dream with me. What if every position here at Believers, every volunteer position, what if we were four deep? What do I mean by that? Well, we had, we had our singers up here today. We had three singers. What if behind every singer there were four more singers? Just think about that. Every guitar player, there's four more guitar players. Every drummer, there's four more drummers. Every person in the tech, in video tech, what if there were four behind them? Uh, every person out hosting in our host team, whether they're ushers or out, they're out there hosting, what if every person had another four people behind them? And it was so many people, what if we had to say, we can only use you five times a week or, or, or a month, just five times a month? We, or, one time a month, or one time every five weeks. There it is, one time every five weeks. <laughs> Mess up sometimes. Hey, hey, cut that when it goes for TV, all right? So, so, what if, what if, what if? Think about it. Uh, think, think about our, our B kids, and, and what if we had so many workers back there, we were four deep for every, every service. How about B kids junior? Think about our coffee ministry. Think about everything we do we were four deep. And you know what we'd be able to do? We'd say, man, we have so many volunteers, so many people. We need to launch another campus. And then when we launch that campus, we won't even fill it. But you know what else will happen? More and more people will be able to feel significant as they use their gifts. And don't ever worry if we're going to launch a campus that we're going to you know, ask you to go there if you don't want to go there. But I noticed there'll be people that live there that drive over, you know? So I have this vision for all the eastern suburbs of, of Cleveland to have a, a BC campus there. And in Borman, you're going to launch your own campuses. So I just want you to dream with me. That's the things I dream about. That's the things I pray about. That's what God's called us to do as a church. Why? We exist to connect cities. I mean, cities. Every time, wherever we're at, we're connecting that city, but God's called us to connect multiple 
cities. And I know about you, but that's exciting. I would be so bored if God didn't give us these wonderful assignments, believers. And some of you are so gifted. If you have a gift, why not use it for the kingdom of God? This past Wednesday, I went out of town, and one of the guys in the church was with me. And uh, I've known him for years, and he always volunteers here in maintenance because he's, you know, he's a retired engineer and just an incredible, uh, talented man. So we're out of town, and we went into a couple stores together. He wanted me to see some stores while we were doing what we needed to do. And uh, I never met anyone like him in my life. He made me seem like an introvert. Every stranger he met, he connected with. One, one guy wanted to pray, play bridge with him. We're, we're hours away. Guy said, we should pray, play bridge sometime, you know? They got on this subject of bridge. He made friends with strangers everywhere, and I was in shock. I said, Lord, I'm pretty good with people, but he is making me look really, really bad. And when I told him, I said, I've never met anyone like you. He goes, I didn't, I didn't realize I had that gift. I said, whoa, we need to get you out in the lobbies because... Guys like that, man, you want them connecting, making people feel friendly. And some of you don't have that gift, but guess what? That means you have another gift that's absolutely amazing. So we want to pray and just have our moment of prayer. Before we do, I know we did this a lot today. It's kind of getting us all up and excited. Guys, I don't know about you, but I am so excited that God has called us to stand in a divinely appointed position that he's called you. And I'm so excited about what's going to happen in your life as you connect, and those of you that are connecting, you know what's happening in your life, and you know that you're making, you're growing people here as you just connect. Can we give it up for what God has done and what he's created us to do? It's absolutely amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Borman, TCI Warren, let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Father, I did my best to teach this part of the Bible, and I thank you for the incredible volunteers here at Believers and Lord, I realize some people are in different stages of their lives, and I want to make sure they know I know that, Father. But I realize some are taking care of ailing parents, and some just had babies, and some are coming from other churches, and they're hurt, and they're recovering, and some are new, and they're checking us out to make sure this is where they belong. And I know that, Lord. But Lord, I just thank you at this moment in time, in this moment of prayer. I thank you for just stirring every one of us that aren't connected and just showing us what our place is and what we can contribute, Lord, so your kingdom can expand and we can connect more and more people with God. Father, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, guys. Father, I just thank you that you're the God that calls. And I really believe, as we're praying, I believe invitations have been going out. They're, they're going out. And God's telling you, man, you're so necessary. You're not a big toe. You're not a big toe. We need you. And it's going to change everything that happens in God's kingdom, in this church and in this area. So heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Can you stay in that attitude? A prayer. Maybe you came today and you're not even sure of heaven. You know, I grew up in church, but by the time I was about 19, <clears throat> I didn't even believe God existed. And I had walked away totally from God. But God found me. He finds us. And you might have walked in thinking God doesn't exist. Or uh, maybe, you know... You're just not sure about God. Maybe you've gone to church your whole life, but you've never really accepted Christ as your Savior. So right now, I want to ask you the question. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I'm the way to God. He said, whoever believes in me, I will save them and give them eternal life. Heads are bowed right now. You say, man, 
Pastor, I can't remember a day in my life where I prayed and accepted Christ, but I'm ready to do it today. That's the greatest invitation, the number one invitation, the first invitation God gives to all mankind. If you're here at Borman, TCI warn you, say, hey, that's me. Would you pray right now with me? The rest of us, can we help them pray? Just say this, say, Lord God, I realize I need a savior. And this day, I look to Jesus. Jesus, I accept you as my Savior. I believe you're the Son of God, that God raised you up from that grave, and you're the way to heaven. I receive you as my Savior and make a decision to follow you. The heads are bowed, eyes are closed. You may have prayed that prayer, and maybe you didn't feel a thing. That's okay. That, typically, you don't. But miracles happen. God washed your sins away. He gave you the gift of eternal life. It's absolutely amazing. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. There are a couple things I'd love for you to do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us spread the word and impact more people. You can also help us see others connected to God by investing today at believers.cc give. And if you want updates on all things Believers Church, check out Believers.cc or follow us at A City Connected on Twitter and Instagram or search Believers The Connecting Place on Facebook. The best way to connect with BC is live and in person at one of our weekend worship experiences. We have locations in Boardman and Warren, and you can get the service times and plan your visit at Believers.cc. Thanks for tuning in to the BC Podcast.